0: I promise. Joining us on the line now from The Forecaster. He's another man with a lot of empathy, just not for New York Giants fans. It's Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net. Do you, do you get a lot of joy out of watching? Like, I know nothing ever takes the sting away from, yeah. uh, from Super Bowl 42 or 46, but is it fun for you? Is it cathartic a little bit to, to watch them do what they're doing right now?
1: Yeah, and, and part of me feels very petty, but I don't care. Right. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, they could go 0-16 for, uh, for eternity and you know lose every game with a gun, and it would never erase the sting. But, uh, yeah, I think if we're going to get force-fed these games because they're, quote-unquote, a local team, uh, you, you know I, I certainly hope they lose, and they lose in painful fashion, so yes, it, it does bring me a great measure of joy and it, it might be many years down the road, and many people say I suggest they need to get over it, but uh the Scheidenf Freud is just too much, too enjoyable.
0: Uh, Randy was just on here earlier, and he was like, you know, I was going to listen to WFAN today because Yankees fans <laughs> seem to be taking this whole Red Sox thing. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. And he's like, but the last 30 seconds with you was just the greatest, I don't need to do it anymore. Like That's the shot right. fruit. He was so excited about that. Because as I went through, I, I live in a world now where the comfort of knowing that the Red Sox were going to blow it is now gone. And yeah. now I just expect them to win in the most ridiculous way possible, whether it's with the rules, against the rules or not. Like, they're just going to win it, and... I just I'm I'm trying to find a way to be okay with that, and I'm really struggling with it. But I'll figure it out. I'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah. Well,
1: you know what I suggest is uh, you know watch Dateline, watch comedy. Yeah. Do yeah. Anything- do anything but watch, you know, turn off Twitter, as hard as that may be. And, yeah, yeah. You know, just go radio silence for three. Well, I guess the baseball we're talking about, right. you probably need to do it for like five hours. But Right, yeah. You, you, get, you get the
0: gist. I totally, I have to just, I have to completely, <laughs> I have to shut it down. I I think the biggest thing I can do now is just uh, continue to maybe focus on the Celtics. Or I can, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm going to Williamsburg, Virginia this weekend. I hear it's oh. Colonial, uh, Colonial yeah. Williamsburg. I'm hoping it's like the New Orleans History Center in Livermore. Like, they have no power. They have no internet. Like, I could just be <laughs> shut off from the world for 20 24 hours, and I don't have to hear about the Red Sox being in the World Series against Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. That is the one thing keeping me going that it is possible that if Dave Roberts and the Dodgers win the World Series, that it kind of indelibly, uh, uh, Kind of puts that little asterisk or that little after story after the 2004 steal. That oh, by the way, and then Dave Roberts came back and beat the Red Sox in 2018. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's literally the only thing I've got left at this point.
1: Yeah, you're grasping
0: at I the got story. nothing. I got nothing. I can't. I just. I'm. I've already. I've. I've already told my friends to go down to Jersey and make a bet for me. Like it's. It's time now. It is, it's time for playoffs in a lot of yeah. different sports. Uh, field hockey's already started. Um, it is definitely the chilly year uh, in field hockey uh, and soccer wrapping up as well. Let's talk a little bit about uh, those sports as they're getting into playoffs right now. How are things looking down there? We'll, go, we'll start off with field hockey.
1: Yeah, field hockey's already on to the semifinals this weekend. In fact, the state games are going to be a week from Saturday up at of University in Bangor. So very close to the end there. And uh, I think you know down in this part of the state anyway, the best teams are still kicking. Uh in class A south you've got the top four seeds all battling. Uh Biddeford look, you know, they've looked like the favorite all year, but Westbrook, the, the defending regional champ, not too far behind. Uh Biddeford's gonna have a game against Falmouth and Falmouth's the only team to get a result against Biddeford this year. They played them to a tie earlier this season in a game that Biddeford actually tied up late. So I know Falmouth's going down there with some confidence they can spring an upset. And then uh you got a very uh entertaining Scarborough Westbrook semifinal on Saturday morning. I'll be covering that game and uh those two teams played an overtime game. So I think, you know, any of those four teams to wind up coming out. We all know who's coming out of Class A north. Uh the most sure thing in main school is <laughs> Scout field hockey. So, uh, you know, no no disrespect to the other teams out there, but uh unlike some of the last few years, there doesn't even seem to be a strong contender for Scout Hegan to have to get through. Uh, you know, there were a few times in recent years that Messelonski actually got the one seed over Scout and beat him during the regular season, but then Scout Hegan would beat him in the playoffs. That's not the case this year. I think it's uh Pretty much a yellow brick road there for Skowhegan to get back to the states and on down here in Class B South uh, York is still alive, the defending regional champs. They're not the powerhouse they usually are, but they're still the one seed. They're still a team someone's going to have to get through. Lake Region's going to have a chance to knock them off in the semis, and then uh, the other semi, uh, Freeport, who uh, survived barely in their quarterfinal against Poland coming from behind, uh, they'll battle Friary Academy, so that should be a good game and. Uh, all the uh, regional finals are Tuesday at Biddeford High School uh, for the South, so expecting some good games here over the next few days.
0: Man, F- Freiburg's having a hell of a year. Their football team's good, their field yeah. hockey team's good. Yeah. Like It's the golden renaissance of the Freiburg era.
1: Yeah, it really is. They haven't had success like this since uh, since hockey back in 2003 and four when they won the state title in, in somewhat controversial fashion.
0: Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and The Forecaster, dot net uh soccer wise they're starting playoffs this weekend i believe
1: yeah the first games will be tomorrow the preliminary round begins Uh, i've got a scarborough ta boys game tomorrow Uh, a few other teams are playing tomorrow then there's a lot of games saturday and then everyone else gets going tuesday wednesday with the quarterfinals so uh that should be uh, another entertaining playoff season because uh unlike in years past i think there's a lot more parity you know you look at the yarmouth boys who have won four straight state titles they're going to get pushed. Uh, but, you know, the next three teams in that region are all teams they know very well and are all teams, I think, that are capable of beating them on a given day uh, in Freeport, Greeley, and Cape Elizabeth. So you know, that, that's a really good story. Uh, keep an eye on the Wayne Fleet boys, who, in Class C South. They want them to get the one seed ahead of Halldale and and okay, I think any of those three teams can come out of that region. So once they get later into the playoffs, once those teams start playing, those will be some very compelling games. And in Class A South, Gorms the one seed, but Falmouth, Portland, Cheverus right behind them, and several other teams capable of springing upsets. So you know, I think that you could say the uh, same thing on the girls' side. While Scarborough's the one seed, uh, Gorms right there with them, Cheverus is right there uh, in Class B. Uh, Cape Elizabeth is a clear favorite certainly, but uh, you know you can't overlook teams like Freeport and, and Yarmouth and others. And uh, probably the best team in the state right now is Camden Hills up in Class A North, who no one talks about, even though they're the defending state champs. And they're 14-0 again, so uh, a lot to lot to keep track of, and I think there's going to be a lot of exciting uh, games to uh, keep an eye on here over the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I was just looking at the uh, you know, I was just looking at the at the stuff with Camden Hills and, and everything. You know, I was trying to look uh, at the at the scheduling here and, and everything else. I was just it was surprising to me to see a Scarborough Thornton game be the play in game to face Gorham in any sport. You know what I mean? And that's not meant as a as a shaft to Gorham. It's just in recent years it's usually, you know, Gorham's playing Westbrook to take on Scarborough and or Thornton. You know what I mean? It's just a different different ball of wax.
1: Yeah, and it just goes to show the depth of that region. And, you know, Scarborough slipped a little bit toward the end of the regular season, and that's why they dropped to the eighth seed. And, you know, this is the, this is the first time Scarborough hasn't had double digit wins in a season since 2002. And they're still 9 4 1, which is nothing to a shake a stick at. That's still a pretty good record, uh, which just goes to show, you know, it wouldn't be stunning to see Scarborough come out and spring an upset or TA spring an upset like they did last year when Thornton Academy knocked off South Portland, who was the underseeded one seed. So. Don't be surprised
0: to see some results like that again. Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and net. The road to Fitzpatrick Stadium will now go through Fitzpatrick (laughs) Stadium. Uh, Really, you know, um, after last week's uh, Portland-Oxford Hills game, uh, I had a chance to go back and watch some highlights of that game. I think either team could have won that football game, and I think these two teams will have another good matchup again, uh, you know, weather and health permitting. Uh, going into the the Northern A Regional Final here uh, coming up in a in a few weeks, got a little ways to go to get there though. But uh, any final thoughts for, from last week and kind of looking ahead to this week in in high school football? It seems like a, a lot of things have been settled, but still a lot of things up in the air.
1: Right. Yeah. I think you know one of the things that was underplayed from that in Oxford Hills game. And I think we might have even talked about it when we were talking after the game. Was you know Oxford Hills scored those two quick touchdowns, one up 14th that had all the momentum, and then Portland fumbled and then Portland had an interception. And I think if Oxford Hills had scored on either of those, it might have been a very different game. But uh, Portland's defense came up huge. They held them on their side of the field both times. Then they had that drive for a field goal at the gun right before the half, and suddenly momentum was right back in their corner. They get the ball to start the second half. They have a ten-minute drive, and they went ahead, and they never looked back. And I think if you're Oxford Hills, you really have to kick yourself. You know, twice you forced a turnover and had the ball with a short field with a chance to maybe not deliver a knockout blow, but get some separation. Yeah, they, they let, they squandered it, and I think that, you know, that if you're looking at it from a Vikings perspective, that might be the, the difference in this game. But I also think from Hill's perspective, you know, you went toe to toe with Portland. Uh, yeah, it might be tough having down to Patrick Stadium, but I think they know that they can play with them, and they know that Colton Carson did not have his best game. They didn't play their best game as a team. Uh, yet that game was right there for the taking. So yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to meet again in the regional final. I think it'll be a terrific matchup. And, uh, you know, I look forward to that one. You know, I assume it'll be November 9th, probably on a chilly night down here. And, uh, you know, they certainly have both teams have some business to take care of first. And, you know, Oxford Hills gives Chevers in the semis. That might not be the easiest game, even though they did handle them in the regular season. So, you know, we can't uh, just project them into that game yet. But I do think they will probably get there. And, you know, I'm hoping to see that matchup again. because I think that the first act was fun, and I think the second one would be even better. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is rivalry week, right? We're already into week eight, the final week of the regular season, and for some teams, this is it for their year. I'm going to be at Scarborough Bonnie Eagle, which has huge field point implications down here. And you know, going into this game, Scarborough is fourth in Class A South, but if they win, they'll likely jump to second. They'll get that by, and uh, then they they wouldn't have to play until the semifinals. And then if you're bonnie Eagle, you know, here's a team. They have an opportunity to make a big statement here. They they went toe to toe with Thornton Academy for quite a long time. Last week, you know, they wound up losing that game. They're playing short-handed, but they're always going to be a valiant team and make the most of what they have. And I don't think this is going to be an easy game for Scarborough by any means tomorrow. And I think you know, whoever wins that game is going to have a huge advantage in getting a week off and and you know, prepping for a semifinal as opposed to having to come right back and play a quarterfinal. So that's probably the premier game down here. You know, we've also got Falmouth really That's always an entertaining game. Uh, Portland South Portland it's it's the traditional battle of the bridge game although I don't think many people expect that to be very competitive and uh, you know some other some other contests to watch but the big Scarborough Bonnie Eagle and uh, I'm looking forward to being there
0: couple I'm keeping an eye on they're a little bit out of your coverage area but down on the the southern part of the state yeah. uh, of course Kennebunk Marshwood right. uh, ought to be a big one um, that that's a and that's 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 been a rivalry. I get to go down there last year and actually watch it. I went down to went down to Kennebunk in, for the first time and, and watched watch that game while they were they were working on the doing all the construction to the place. You had to park right, five miles away, but yeah. uh, it was a great spot and it was a uh, it was a good game between two two good teams and good matchup. And the other matchup, which I think might be sneaky good tomorrow night, is Sanford Thornton Academy. Thornton yeah. Academy is very good, but I'll tell you what, Sanford has. Quite a quarterback, in Xavier Levine, and the rest of that team is, is picking up shape. And after they after they kind of got their trial by fire in the first couple of weeks, you know, having to having to play uh, Scarborough and Bonnie Eagle to start the season, uh, they really got it going. They got a win against Oxford Hills, and they haven't lost a game since.
1: No, and, and this is the Stanford team. That I think a lot of us expected. You know, coming into the year, there was a lot of buzz around them. And you're right. They started 0 and 2, but uh, they you know, they have, they're they're really clicking. And I guess this is the week we find out how good they are. And it's, and it's not uh, impossible to think that uh, Stanford won't play Thornton Academy again in the playoffs. So uh, you know, for TA, it's it's great. It's great to have a game like this in the regular season, kind of have a tune up. We know that they'll have the bye, uh, but uh, you know, I think it'd be good for them because they've really only been uh, tested once by Scarborough and. You know, in that game, uh, they pulled away in the second half. So, was certainly in, in the Bonne Eagle last week. So, they've they had a couple. You know, it's really a great way to end the regular season for Thornton Academy, as I think about it, is, you know, have, you know, conceivably three competitive games uh, going into the playoffs after having zero competition the first five weeks. And, yeah, Kennebunk Marshwood, I mean, a lot of people are talking about them as maybe being as good as some of the top A teams. Clearly, they're the class of Class B South. Although, Kennebunk did struggle a little bit with Thomas last week. So, I think that's changed perception. And maybe given Falmouth the, uh, or I'm sorry, Marshwood the favorite role in this game, uh, but yeah, that should be a classic. I, w- I, you know, I wish those teams were in my area. That's a game I'd love to see. And uh, who knows, maybe uh, maybe when they play the rematch there in the regional final in a few weeks, presuming Falmouth, or somebody else doesn't spoil it like they did last year. So, yeah, this is the time of year. It's feeling like fall. It's getting cold out there. The leaves are turning. Uh, great time to be a high school football fan, and the games keep getting bigger and better.
0: Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and TheForecaster.net. Speaking of games getting bigger and better, uh, Patriots with a big win last week over Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They held them out of the end zone long enough in the first half to come away with the victory. Uh, This week, a little bit of a tougher matchup. Uh, Well, I don't know if it's a tougher matchup, but it's still a tough matchup. You're going to be facing a Bears team, which is still going to be pretty salty after losing on the road to Brock Osweiler and and the Miami Dolphins last week. I've got a lot of concerns about this game, yeah, but, but I what? think the Pats should come out with a victory. But I still I still don't trust that the Pats team that I see right now is, the te- is not the team that I saw in the first couple of weeks.
1: Well, and I think, you know, no one's talking about this. They haven't won a road game yet. And remember the last two road games they played, they looked atrocious. And I know they've played better since then. But in my opinion, they need to prove that they can go on the road and look like the Patriots. Sure. I mean, they're always going to look good in Foxborough. But, uh, you know, I think about the Jacksonville game, and even worse, I mean, the Detroit game was horrendous. So if that team shows up, they're going to leave with an L. I think if they continue to play like they've played the last three weeks, especially offensively, I I think they'll have enough to win this game. I think they're going to give up points like they always do, and, you know, obviously we can't count on this defense. uh, But I think if if the offense, if the line can keep Khalil Mack from Brady, I think that the pass will move the ball and put a point, and, and hopefully it'll be enough. But I agree with you. I, I don't feel extremely confident about this game by any means. You know, I look at the schedule. Really, they should be 8-2 and two going into the bye, but actually doing it and getting there at 8-2, eight and, eight and two, uh, we'll see. But if, if these Patriots are the championship-caliber team that we hope they are, they'll find a way to win this game and, and the next few games as well.
0: What, what are you thinking for prediction this week?
1: Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be, you know, three four point game. You know, I, I think they'll find a way to win, but you know, twenty four twenty, maybe something like that. And I, you know, I, I'd, lo- I'd love an easy win, but I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't see it either. I don't. I, they'll be at home. Hopefully, Khalil Mack's ankle really hurts him, and he's just not feeling the greatest, and he needs to set it out. Also, I'm, I'm looking forward to the over under on how many times we see clips and highlights of Super Bowl twenty. Can't wait for that. <laughs> That'll be yeah.
1: Uh yeah, I like I'd rather see like the last time they played in Chicago I think it was a snowy day and there was a long touchdown pass to Dion Branch before halftime and pass one like 36
0: Oh yeah I would I would like to see that one I'd like to see the game when they had to play I think Soldier Field is being renovated so they had right, to play yeah. at the University uh-huh. of Illinois uh, Yes um, um,
1: rallied, yeah, twenty-seven-six down, I think. Yep, yeah,
0: there, that was that one. And then my personal favorite was nineteen eighty-eight, when Mike Tomczak and the Bears came in to face Doug Flutie and the Patriots, uh-huh. and Flutie found Irving Fryer from eighty yards on the first play from scrimmage of the game to make it seven nothing, and the Patriots won thirty to seven. And I'm like, wow, you couldn't have done that two years ago, guys. <laughs> like you couldn't be, yeah. couldn't have snuck yeah, that out. Yeah,
1: Doug Flutie. Yeah, that was that was the missing link on that one. Yeah. How about how about a Brady juking Urlacher there in two thousand six? Oh yeah, that's I mean, another I mean, good best one. Best run ever, and uh, that was that was a nice victory too. You know, the, the Bears who went on to the Super Bowl, and of course the Patriots should have met them there. And. I think they would have handled them had they had they played.
0: I think they would have handled them quite easily because Rex Grossman could oh. was r- rendered ineffective because the ball was wet. The only time weather really affected the Super Bowl. Exactly, right. Because it was pouring rain and it was yeah. like, oh, this is this is a great timing. And and then that was also the that was the Super Bowl where Peyton Manning won the uh won the MVP even though Dominic Rhodes had the much better game. Of anyone, Like, rush for 120 yards and should have easily been the MVP, but they gave Uh, it to Banning.
1: You knew they were going to give it to Peyton. I'm still shocked they gave it to Von Miller over Peyton a few years ago.
0: Well, I think there would have been a small riot if that had been done that way. I I think people would have been a little little upset about it, so that would be good. Oh, I did want to ask you another thing before I get you out of here. Uh, NYA was going to petition up, uh, and then they decided not to petition up. Um, are they? Do we have a super team on our hands here uh, that that the other teams in class are going to have to be wary of, or is this a little bit overblown? Or what do you think?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting. It, I really don't know what to expect from them because you know, anytime you you have to mix in a bunch of ki- of kids from somewhere else with with a nucleus that wasn't bad. I mean, nucleus uh, N.Y.A. had a decent team last year. They made the tournament, um, so it'll be interesting. To, and they've got a new coach, so there's there's going to be a lot of things to uh, to look at in regards to them. Uh but you know, there there's still they're gonna play a schedule that's that's largely class A and class B, but they're gonna be in the class C tournament. And I think that, you know, ultimately what it came down to was just a lot of internal discussion with returning players, uh new players, some of the parents, and they just felt that the best direction for the program was, you know, instead of for one year playing up and then coming back or or two years or whatever. You know, just continue to do what you've always done, and, and maybe play a more competitive regular season schedule, and that's just going to make them tougher for the tournament. And you know, in a way is not a storied basketball school, um, so you know this team has a chance. This girls' team this year has a chance to do something special uh, this winter. So. Uh, it'll be definitely worth keeping an eye on here in, in a couple months, but first things first, we got to get through a, a lot of fall stuff first.
0: Yeah, there's a whole lot of fall stuff to happen. Yeah. I just uh, I knew I hadn't had a chance to ask you about that, and I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely wanted to get that in. Yeah,
1: good. It's interesting story to watch, no question.
0: Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster. You can follow him on Twitter at f o r e sports, and of course, you can catch him. So you're going to be all over the. You'll be at port. Uh, you're going to be. You said Scarborough uh, Scarborough T A Soccer tomorrow. And uh, you'll also be at uh, Portland South Portland tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, no, I'll be at Scarborough Bunny Eagle. Scarborough
0: Bunny Eagle tomorrow, tomorrow night. So, so I'll, it,
1: I'll have both games there, and then it's been a few playoff games Saturday. So just the season, and a couple more weeks of uh, of a lot of playoff action, but it'll be a lot of
0: fun. Double Double Red Storm Friday, I guess for oh, you. Oh yeah, right. It. That'll, That'll be good. good. That's the plan. Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster joins us each and every Thursday. Michael, thank you very much as always, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, have a good one. You too. Thank you. That is Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster and the Of course, you can follow on Twitter at F-O-R-E Sports. You are listening and watching the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners studios across the MBR radio network. On the new 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240 in Auburn, and AM 780 in Rumford.